Today on the show, I'm happy to have Stephen Morell. He's the CEO of Jax AI. They help you drive sales success with lean revenue operations. So spending a lifetime as a revenue leader, Stephen, what really moves the needle? I'd like to tell you a story. When I go to McDonald's and I order a Big Mac, I always get the same sandwich. When I invite you over to my house for a barbecue, and by the way, Chad, should you ever be here, you're invited, come over. And I do burgers, very unpredictable results. Mostly yummy, always messy. The thing is, I don't control the process of making burgers the way McDonald's controls the process of making bags. And the challenge is you cannot improve what you don't control. And honestly, I've been doing sales for many years the same way I do burgers. Sometimes it was successful, sometimes not. Sometimes I had big deals, sometimes I had small deals, sometimes I had fast deals, sometimes that's deals that ah, just drag along. I had the easy deals were just order taking. I had the deals that endless work and activities. So looking at this in hindsight, I had no idea what I was, what I was doing. And it wasn't be before I came across winning by design and later lean Six Sigma quality engineering that I understood how you can optimize processes, make results more predictable and de-risk your revenue operations. When McDonald's starts making Big Mac, there's zero risk that this goes wrong. When we get in a lead and start working that lead, there is a lot of risk still in it, no matter how great we are. I like to say we should not look for superheroes in our sales department, in our sales, in our sales people. We should look for rock stars. And rock stars, because we need people who are rock solid in following a sales process. Every day, every month, every quarter, they are rock solid in just following the process, executing it, and this is how you build a scalable team with rock stars. So what is your multi-step process? Is it very consistent, I'm assuming, based off of this talk? I'm not here to reinvent the wheel. I th think this is something that we are tempted to do all of the time. I decided I'm not reinventing the wheel. I'm actually, I'm trying to attach wheels to existing revenue engines. So I'm following the Lean Six Sigma process. It's called DMIC, stands for define, measure, analyze, improve, and then control the improvement. What does that mean when we translate this? Lean Six Sigma comes from the manufacturing world. The military is using it's the highest valued, most trusted, framework for improving quality. As I said, the military is using this, aviation industry is using it. Wherever it's, wherever it's really mission critical that you have quality, they're using Lean Six Sigma. By the way, you're using it. The reason why you can get in your car and start your engine without fearing that your car is going to explode, number one, you don't work for a drug cartel, I hope. Number two, your car has been built with Lean Six Sigma. Well, that's why, what makes it say. Wasn't it originally made by Verizon for manufacturing? Uh, yeah, it, uh, it originates, actually, it's, parts of it are 100 years old. It originates from lean and originates from Toyota, the removal of waste. Huh? And there is a concept of the hidden factory. If you produce something and it doesn't go through the quality gate and you have to rework it, you have people and machines and material for this reworking. It's like a second factory, just doesn't produce anything. 
and it just fixes errors. And in a way, we have a hidden sales department, right? Where we put in the extra meeting and then we need to make another call because we forgot to ask some qualifying questions and we have to make the other. That's a whole sales department right there working, eating up your resources, not producing any deals. It's the hidden sales department and it makes up to 30% of your resources. So this originates removal of this waste. Waste is anything that doesn't add value for your customer. Yeah. Removing this waste originates from Toyota. Six Sigma is stabilizing processes and it originates in Motorola. Motorola, it wasn't for Isaac. That's it. Motorola, I knew Motorola, electrics, Verizon, and then the rest is history. Been around for 30, 40 years. And you can combine the improving of process quality with removal of waste into something called Lean Six Sigma, it's perfectly compatible. And if we take this and combine it now with revenue operations, it's what we call Lean RevOps. It's the de-risking and stabilizing of your money-making processes, of your revenue processes. I like that technique. I like that concept being applied to sales and revenue. And because if you can really fine tune it and it's repeatable, now your business can scale. You have the lead gen figured out. You have the sales process figured out and you just keep repeating. That's what we, a I lot think of you said a magic word. The magic word is repeating. We, we sometimes confuse processes with standard operation procedures and so forth. But here's the thing. Everybody who has been around long enough in, in, in this business is proud how great they are at troubleshooting. Actually, troubleshooting is the opposite of quality. The, the core nature of a process is that you repeat it. So if there is trouble, there is something causing the trouble. And if this is the result of your process, then chances are it's going to happen again and again because you're repeating the process and the process produces those errors that cause the trouble. So if you want to have less troubleshooting, if you want to be less busy with troubleshooting, you need to invest the time to look away from the trouble towards the root cause, what causes the trouble and shoot that down. And this is process improvement. We look in sales and revenue, we are so obsessed with results that we look, I feel we look in the wrong direction. We look at results and if you only look at results and obsess with results, it's like you're trying to drive a car by looking for the rear mirror. You don't see what's in front of you. Targets, those are results. Revenue is a result. Revenue is a result of a healthy process. It's not a goal. The goal is to improve your process. And if you do that, then the result will be more revenue. How are you implementing AI into this? Because I know that's part of your setup. We not use AI to classify things and we use AI to do linear regression to become very mathematical, to look into the future. Lean Six Sigma is, especially Six Sigma, is built on the premise of analyzing historical data. You're going over data in a historical timeline and you look for ups and downs at statistical signals, multiple consecutive deals below the median. 
or above the median are statistically relevant. But this is all looking back and learning uh, from that. AI allows us to take that data and look into the future and make pretty, pretty exact predictions and see problems, well, before they even happen. So I get it. You're using the Six Sigma, which is statistical analysis and histograms, and you're pairing that with machine learning. Exactly. And you can get some really accurate outputs here. Yeah. Yeah. And most importantly, everybody promises you revenue growth. By now, I delete every email that arrives and goes, hey, I want to grow your revenue. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. I'll focus. And some of but don't get me wrong, some of them are doing fantastic work. But there's another aspect to this. I think in troublesome times, and in the way we have that right now, what you want is you want to have no surprises. And that goes all the, all the way down to the food chain. Your investors don't want to have surprises. If you're the CEO, you don't want to have surprises. If you are a CRO, a VP sales, a sales leader, I know I have friends who are CROs. They count that their tenure in the company in quarters. I've been here for six quarters. That's how fast we get fired in that role. In that role, you don't want to have surprises. You want to have peace of mind and you want to start working incrementally on improvements before, you're, before you find yourself in the corner where you're working on miracles because that's the only thing that's going to save you from getting fired. And so de-risking your GTM operations is something fundamentally that just lets us sleep better. Yeah, that's for sure. Especially you're saying, so even in a weak economic environment, you're saying that if you have this worked out, you still will have that repeatable, successful process. Yeah. A process by definition is something that you repeat. Any sequence mm-hmm. of steps that you repeat and that takes an input and converts it into an output is a process. So taking leads and converting them repeatedly into deals is a process. And if your results vary, then chances are your process is not under control. And you might not even know. A lot of us just, we, we look every quarter, maybe every month, we look at things like average deal cycle in days, number of problems with this. Number one, don't use the average, use the median. The difference is the average is skewed by outliers. That's okay if you look at the average deal size because deal size is something that you control, but you don't control the the deal cycle time. And so that means you have a lot of outliers and that means that your average is skewed. Look at the median. But if you look at the median once every quarter or once every month, then you don't see, you don't see what happened between this measurement and the last measure. You should look at this on a daily basis. And you should have something that tells you, oops, say cycle time just went in five consecutive deal, trending upwards, cutting through the median. This process is trending upwards because this is going to save you from a surprise down a quarter when the forecast suddenly is off, your cycle time went up and you didn't even notice. What sample size do you Why need? Why is the cycle it? time for one sales rep going up, but not for the others? Yeah. Is it the territory? Is it the industrial vertical that he's working? Is it the sales method? Everybody who is regularly trading 
and coaching his sales team knows that whatever sales method you roll out, whether it's gap sales or whether it's challenger sales, whatever it is, it deteriorates over time. But it doesn't deteriorate for every sales rep in the same speed. So if you want to have a handle on who is still doing, following what we learned in the last sales training, then you see this in the results. So if one of our listeners wanted to learn more about your company and how you implement this, how could they do so? Here is, thanks for asking. That's my favorite question. We offer the initial analysis of your pipeline. If you're on HubSpot or on Salesforce, most are on either of those. We offer that for free. Just go to jacks.ai, sign up. We'll connect your HubSpot. We'll connect your Salesforce. We run it through our analysis and we tell you, number one, we show you the quality of your process and its cycle time, loss ratio, activity waste, and so forth. But we also calculate the cost of process variation. So the dollar amount that you're losing every year because you have a hidden sales department that is A, costing your money and B, not bringing in deals. Thank you, Stephen, for coming on the show. And thank you, everybody. Always a pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. Make sure to smash that subscribe button. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.